You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. This must be Rizcho Daraisa. And I'm here with Rabbi Yisif Kavriul Pechafer on Mitzvah Shabbos. And we're both sitting here clearing a very Shabbos-tickish here that Rabbi Yisif has put onto the Shulchan Shel Malachim. Um, and it's something that he's, he read an article about, right? In, uh, in, That's correct, in, in, an article about Shabbos. But I actually have been asked about this in the past, and uh, this uh, confirmed my impression about it. I'm sure you've been asking about Shabbos all over Hilcha Shabbos and Erev. This is true. I, I, I'm sure you have too. If you have not, I feel bad for you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The question is how we answer. I appreciate, by the way, that you sent me a Shaila from Union, New Jersey, and the Arab there. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I, I, again, I they asked me who can we get that is an expert and understands these things and will work cheap. So I said, I, I didn't. They didn't offer me any money. <laughs> they just asked me a question and it's like uh, well, it could be you'll be brought out here, and we'll see what happens. But anyway, yes, I've I've never been miserly about extolling your virtues. Uh, I just try to, you know, make sure that they, you yourself don't extol them to a point that uh, you end up bursting like the Hindenburg. Okay, so let us talk about this Shiloh that that, that real risk of the Reisler. This Shiloh that is percolating in your head that is based on an article in a. And a wonderful journal that has a great history, by the way. I haven't I haven't seen any of the more modern editions uh, of this, but I I used to uh, I gobble it up all the old ones. It's, very, it's still a very eclectic journal. Like in this in this the one the the edition I wrote of the Frawley Meadow Shabbos was the past summer edition, which was an expanded edition. Right. So, so what's the, this is this is this is called? It wasn't the original editor was. Mordechai, the son of Rabbi Yitzchak Breuer. And right. then, uh, then I'm the whale took over. And it had yeah. a lot of uh, wonderful uh, gnuzot and a lot of these, uh, a lot of German precision and interesting. It wasn't exactly Haskola, but it wasn't exactly, it wasn't just Shtiklach Taira either. It had uh, a lot of stuff that's very close to Mechkar in it. And um I enjoyed reading it, and now you use what you you have a subscription, or this one just happened to come. I, yeah, I subscribe. No, I subscribe. Yeah, of course. Well, your German uh, lineage really. Well, I published there a few times, so I feel. Like... Okay, so there's an article there by um, Rav Eitan Kupiatsky, and he has decided to deal with the question. Oh, you're going to get to the point about using um, Alexa Echo. Using these devices, fifty or probably close to fifty percent of American homes already. I would say so. I think so. I, I, I might be wrong. People can tell me if I'm wrong or not. But I think it, they're they're everywhere. I have one right here, which I'm looking at, and um, we disconnect ours before Shabbos. But the question is, can you have it on for Shabbos, and can it you can act? Can you actually command it to do things for you on Shabbos? And those people who really make use of Alexa or Echo or Siri in the proper way, are able to connect their house to the, to the Alexa, Alexa, and it could actually be a smart house, meaning it could actually lower the temperature, it can raise the temperature, it could check the locked doors, turn the alarm on, uh, do any number of things, uh, maybe even turn the oven on, get your, your Keurig machine working. So many things can happen through this 
this tremendous device that in some ways is revolutionizing uh, the way people live. The question is, the people who have it in their homes on Shabbos, and I assume there are many, many Jews that do, what should their Hanhaga be on Shabbos as far as this Alexa Siri? And as you've said before, people have asked you this question, but this was your chance to read uh, Rev. Eitan's article about it. So go ahead. So I'll give you a very brief synopsis of the sources he quotes. He quotes an Avnei Nazar, which said, which asks about why your mechaber mavia bruach pivas chayv chatos, and Avnei Nazar says that it's partial that ruach pivas chashib koychay. According to that, he wants to c- conclude, erroneously uh, in my opinion, that a direct uh, uh, address to a um, to a microphone and instruction to do malacha. Is also because it's like you're uh, activating it with your hands. I, I, I think the chilk is obvious that there you're actually blowing on something. Here you're talking. It's not the same thing. Um, it's not kreach. Then he brings down Itres Gramoisha, which he found. I give him credit for this one. You're there, Simu Chelik Av Simu Kufa and Gimel from 1957. And it's a talk about when he says that if they've made a machine, and which could do this malacha, and you could uh, 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 by talking into it, or if your shadow fell on the machine, you like a sensor, and that would do the malacha of the, the Shabbos and Yontif, even without being with kavana if it's pikresha. But the Ramosha does not explain what's his svara. I would like to suggest perhaps Ramosha's svara is the same svara used by. Microwaves. The Moshe has asked his microwave, he says it may, it's maybe Bishel der Rice that uses microwaves. But he says, someday everybody's going to use microwaves. And if that becomes Derek Bishel, so Loi talking that the Torah would allow something which, which everybody's going to use universally to cook their food and say that it's not Bishel. Uh, Malachas were done and Shabbos only by censors, only by Dibor. Even that was a one point in history that would have been considered to be. Uh, not a derisa, maybe turns into a derisa. That's a chiddush Rav Moshe has by the microwaves. Yeah, I, 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 since we're talking about Rav Moshe, and again, I, I'm going to, um, I guess, make this disclosure and disclaimer that anything that's relevant to how electrical computer equipment and scientific stuff works, I this is not my wheelhouse. It's not my forte at all. And I am scared, really, of making uh, sort of like comparisons that are facile and seem to make sense because so many people when they walked into the whole issue of electricity on Shabbos uh, really didn't know what they were talking about and it's almost embarrassing to read it so I sort of stay away from it I don't uh, I don't pretend to understand the lumda the the lumdas maybe but the science behind it I can't understand but I will me- mention and I know that you you you're, you're smirking there but I will mention well, I think this is a long wind up all the Sanova was leading up to a major statement. No, 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 no,
with which was obviously very much uh, was very relevant in much of the time about the use of microphones and shuls and other places. And he says, of course, you have over here the fact that you're being moilid. He also says that you're changing the electrical impulse into a louder sound. He felt Kazir Shemiyasak and Klishir is part of it as well. So, right, they're not. Both are not going to get to Alexis, because Alexis, you're not because those are the uh, the cliche is uh, and the um is because because it's Mashmiya cold. The microphone is not was not us in and of itself. The microphone was attached to an amplifier to a sound system. That's what Ramosha is talking about. Right, but I like to point out something which which people don't realize before you go on, which is. If you want to ask, if you ask some microphones, qua microphones, in of themselves, you ask you're speaking to anybody who wears a hearing aid on Shabbos. Because when speaking into a hearing aid, you are speaking into a microphone. I, there are a very few people, number of people that, uh, uh, who are, do ask or speaking to somebody with a microphone, who's wearing a microphone on Shabbos, wearing a, a hearing, hearing aid on Shabbos. But the overwhelming number, uh, majority of places can allow this. Because there is no Hashemar's coil, and there is no Shem. The Shem Yisachin Klishir might apply to the to the person who's wearing it, but not to you, because you're not the you're not interested in the amplification of the sound. You're not interested in ha- being having it been Meshmiya Kol, and therefore you're doing speaking into a microphone. It's not an issue. Yeah. Well, again, what sort of moilid is happening when I give Alexa a command? Is something nothing? The, no, the moilid is if you have a microphone which produces a voice. That is the moilid. Dashmas Kol is the moilid, not the Alexa. So when Alexa talks and says, "Yes, Rabbi Bechoffer, I will turn on the refrigerator for you. I will get the ice maker on, whatever it is." They're not producing that sound. That sound is that sound is being produced by them, not by you. It's produced. Anyway, I'm sure you can program. Sure you can program that not to respond. You can turn down the volume on it. Mm-hmm. In other words, you can turn it that it won't talk, but it will still do yeah. what you're asking it to do. Right. That's that's a, it's a legitimate concern. I don't come me wrong. I'm not here to be Mata using Alexa's and jobs. It's a legitimate concern that it sound makes a voice. You would have to you can lower the voice so it has no volume. Right. Now he also quotes for Shlomo Yair does. Uh, and this, I guess, you can always throw out uh, from Mincha Shloima, um, the Chelik Aleph. But Avsha Milson, so also again, it only applies to um, my, uh, amplification systems. Like the, the 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 main issue for the microphones, as you know, uh, was for the shuls, which had microphones in the forties and fifties. There was a rabbi. Mm-hmm. In Memphis, did the Baron Hirsch have a microphone? Oh, yes. The Baron Hirsch had a microphone. On Shabbos? Was on Shabbos? Yes, it sure was. Well, again, again, Baron Hirsch went through various iterations. Right now, it doesn't. The Baron Hirsch... Oh, the Baron Hirsch... Oh, the biggest school in North America. I'm not talking about today. The yeah. Baron Hirsch in my youth had a microphone. Yes, it did. Yeah. On Shabbos. Okay. And um, look, I think Baltimore was really the source of the old uh, microphone shy. Yeah, who was his name? Uh, Rabbi, Rabbi Baumgarten. Rabbi Baumgarten. Oh, there was another one, though. Um, that was a P. Telzer. I forget his name. Rabbi, Rabbi Polyakov? Yeah, Polyakov, yeah. Rabbi Polyakov, yeah, yeah. Who is Baruch Hashem. His children and grandchildren are very nice, uh, very yeah. big. I mean, I'll call it. But, yeah. uh, 
but yeah, Ephraim Palikov, she was my uh, yeah, son. Cool. Yeah, it was a very wonderful Tamakokum. Wonderful yeah. Tamakokum. But his dad was the, I believe, and maybe the people are going to correct me, but his dad was the one, along with Baumgarten, who p- put this into the uh, public sphere. A number of articles written in tradition, I believe, uh, mm-hmm. were talking about you know, the positive aspects of it and not to be scared of this new, uh, this new sort of technology. But I think you're right. Even, you know, even my simple mind here is going to say, yes, I do see the difference here. And I think maybe Yair is a little bit, um, maybe Yair is, is incorrect in connecting the microphone issue to Alexa. So, um, so, yeah, I, yeah, well, just, so he says, he brings out Nachman Eliezer Rabinovich, who actually speak, spoke about this. So he says that there's certain things, uh, he basically uses the, the you know, the Marasayan thing. So there's a certain thing that which even though they're not blame Malacha and they're not don't bring it to Malacha, because So he says that um uh the a a which tells a computer to uh activate certain malachas is no worse than Dibor of Khefzeho, which is also. Uh, which is uh, which I I can I agree with that, but we know that that's a very very limited prohibition. Right, so this is so this is similar to Shabbos clocks that that people would put on in my days, right? This was basically in Shabbos clocks is probably less of of a, of a problem than Alexa, right? Well, Shabbos clock you started separating before Shabbos, so it's not it's not the same issue, right? Of course, that's what I mean. And even yeah. in Shabbos clocks, we had a condemnation. From the from the Haredi Shavelt. Yeah, but I think that's largely gone by the wayside at this point. So, um, <laughs> well, again, it re- again, it really depends on on, on what what it's for. So, um, so let but me- let's say this. I would say this. Let's talk. Let's talk about a little bit of Lamaisa here. But uh, if you have a choice of Amir Laakum or using Alexa for a malachim for which Amir Laakum would be is permitted. Yeah, so it's posh that Alexa is, is more mutter than Amir Lenochri, because there it's right. There's no shlichus at all. Yeah, yeah that's a shame yeah. shlichus, and this is a malacha you right. can't do, whereas here it's not really being done by a person at all. Even though... Right. So if, you have to call, if you have to call a taxi on Shabbos, if you have to call for Uber, you should say to Alexa, get me an Uber. Right, right. Uh, look, uh, you know, in, in the in the, fifth, the 1940s and 1950s, the question would have been, in the future, we have our robots, right? We have Rosie the robot from the Jetsons that I'm sure you're very familiar with, right? <laughs> of course, Rosie always did the wrong thing. Listen, my, my robot is the one from Lost in Space. Yes, yes, yes. That is, but if he's actually Robbie the robot from... from That's the, not compute. Yes, yes, right. He's actually a, he's actually an anical or a cousin or the brother of Robbie the robot. Oh, so Zicher, right? So we'll clear a robot, if a robot would actually go in and do it, of course, it's the exact same thing, right? If I tell the robot and the robot goes and does it, that's, of course, less than Amir Lenokhri, right? Uh, I would say so. Uh, uh, I, I know our, our our fans of AI would tell us that, you know, that there's really something going on here in terms of, uh, but obviously Alexa is nothing close to what we call an artificial. And I, I shared with you this letter from Rabbi Lior. I want to say that I do not, Agree with Rabbi Lior's politics in any way, shape, or form. Thank especially you. Especially today thank when there was a thank you, right in, what? I'm, thank you for for telling us that. Yes, that even though no, especially that day when there was a riot in Hebron during the Shabbat Hebron, which you know, takes place every week in Chayyim Sora, every year in Parshas Chayyim Sora. So, um, 
but he writes Sumzachia. He writes correctly, in my opinion, that um, it's uh, even. We do find that it's machshava sometimes makes a chalais. And that is, uh, we learn from the Mishkan, where no malach was done either dibor. So there are even other mitzvahs you find machshava dibor, which are a pu'ula, like Lishma, he says, an example. By by Sevator or Pigo by Kodshim, right? So he says here it's the Shabbos Dibor is not us at all, except for Mechamer, which is mentioned also in the article, which the Torah answered even the Dibor. Right. And but, I, I think Smuch and Ladover you could find from uh, the Chazal that Moshe Rabbeinu's Ptira happened on Shabbos and that he was writing the last Pesukim of the Torah, also Alpi Koyach. Koyach, I don't know what it was, some sort of Ruchnistik Koyach. Ayan, of course, the same for Nefesh Chaya to our, our one, one of our heroes, Rebruven Margolis, who talks about this as well in terms of. I never heard this before. That's fascinating. Yes, yes. At least finally the brain cells started to kick in a little bit. Yes, so this is where. <laughs> so what he talks about is because if you say that Moshe was Niftar on Shabbos, we know he was writing the Sefer Torah, so he says, could be since it was being written Al Yidei Malach, or was written Al Yidei some sort of Koya Haruchni, that it doesn't have a shame Ksiva, because that's not Ksiva Bidei Odom. This is a state. I don't know if he's quoting, I don't know if he's making it up himself, or he's quoting some Sephardi, but that is Reuben Margolius and the Nefesh Chaya there. So exactly. that would also, I think, be a Raya Ledover, that, right. uh, that it definitely happened, I mean, it was written, right? The fact that it was super spiritual is not the point. The fact was it wasn't done by human beings. And it wasn't done as a Maisik Siva that would ask it on Shabbos. And that's the reason that is the Sefer Torah that was, that's our Sefer Torah that was finished. The question is, ultimately, will this be like uh, leaving your television on to watch a sports game on Shabbos, which in modern Orthodox to me, at least in the past, used to be very wide, widespread. Um I don't know if it still is. Nowadays, probably not, because everything could be recorded and watched after Shabbos, so I don't know if it's the same thing. Or is it going to be like umbrellas in Shabbos, where no, nobody uses umbrellas? Chazanish holds as well known that umbrellas are not awesome machine oil, and they're also awesome because of Marasain, because of like Avshel Milsa type thing. And similarly, bicycles. People don't use bicycles on Shabbos, even though bicycles, there's no no reason, no specific reason to ask for them. You know, you have a Rabbi 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 no, so he says specifically when it talks about he uses the same as far about using a a, a ball that needs to be uh, inflated. Or a, or a bicycle, which have tires that need to be inflated. So anytime you, you use anything like this, so there is Xera that you will right. blow it up. So this is where... I was, I was going to come to that, actually. So the the other side, similar to te- television, uh, the we know in the modern Orthodox community, a lot of times basketball is a double heter on Shabbos, right? They Shabbos have new basketball games and things like that. So there are certain things in certain communities which are considered the Avshamilsa or and other communities are considered either publicly or privately not to fall into that category. I think that maybe Alexa someday will fall into that gray area where, uh, especially as things uh, slowly but surely stop being done, 
manually and start being done uh, almost uh, always verbally. And I know you have a great affinity for that. We talked about how you were one of the first Peapod users. You you definitely enjoy the fact of letting agree with you that it's very prevalent. I think it's different a little bit than some of the other things because none of this is really like <laughs> I, I don't I don't run my house without it. I don't think people are so dependent on it are so used to it to the point that they can't, they, they feel like a big Nisoyan to turn it off for Shabbos. Um, I'll tell you, I use Alexa primarily for information and for music um, to give me information of what the weather is, information of, you know, or, or something like that, or maybe to, to uh, solve a debate that's happening between our family members or something like that, or how many miles it takes or what's what. what, what right? So it, I don't see it really as so crucial, but again, you know, every, everybody lives in a different way. My, my sense is. Yeah, from, there are two different issues here. It, it, whether it's crucial is one issue, but the other one is convenience. And um, even if it's not crucial, I forgot to turn on my air conditioner before Shabbos. I can't get a goy. Can I tell Alexa, turn on my air conditioner? Uh, yes. What I'm saying is, Rabbi Yosef, I'm not sure if, if everyone has already turned their house into a smart house and Alexa is doing that. I don't know. What? A lot of people have. Yeah. Anybody who has a Google Nest or these, these fancy, um, um, these fancy uh, smart uh, thermostats, they can do it that way. I guess it, I guess it, 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 perhaps you are correct that this is something that, is is very much the wave I, again? I, I from Slavic. a bunch of old, two old fogies here. Yeah, well, I, I think part of what we're talking about here is the reliance in general on uh, on technology uh, to do all the work, and not necessarily, you know, like for you know, uh, uh, but we shall see. I think having Alexa around is is another issue, which I wanted to bring up is. And this is why many people are against having it, is because it listens to everything. And it basically, although many people get it like for $20 or for free, it somehow goes in the information gets goes somewhere. It's almost well, let me just finish the point. It's eerie. Yeah. It's yeah, eerie. No, I, it's, like, it's eerie how much right. Alexa knows. A lot of times my wife and I will sit here and we'll talk to Alexa, and Alexa knows our voice. Alexa knows who we are. Alexa has and since it knows me, it knows my history. It knows what I've asked it. It has a, it's built up a certain um, resume almost of what I'm about and what it wants to offer me. And it always asks me, "Hey, I I have some uh, some deals that I think you'd want to have." So I think again, this has nothing to do with Tyro, but I think it, it I think it is counter. Oh, that's actually fair. No, no, wait a second. That's wait, wait. Let me finish the point. I think it's counter. To our to a hashkaf of Taira of having a machine in there that can siphon off all your protim, all your I, everything about you, um, and I, I think it's dangerous to 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 have such a reliance to the point that you never know. It it it, it, it it's giving your soydos, it's giving your things an open book. Yiddishkeit, we're not supposed to just have our lives be an open book to everything. You think so? Maybe it's the yes. European, maybe it's the European uh, survivor in me that doesn't that doesn't want every all my info to be known. 
You know, I'm wondering, you know, you, you talk about, uh, you know, Nebuch, if you talk about tragedies that can that happen, I would assume that it's already a, a forensic tool if there's been some sort of a crime or a murder in the house. I'm sure that the, the people who know how to take Alexa apart can probably be able to go into the, the chips or whatever it is and discover what words were said, what they were saying, what was happening. Again, right? I mean, maybe maybe another person might say, Adarab, if you're scared of Alexa, should, be, should definitely be scared of the of the Oizen Shabbos, of the Rebbeinah Shabbos. No, it's because Alexa does record. So maybe there's an issue of recording on Shabbos. But I think, yeah, I think yeah, well, you're... The person had come out and said that that's not... That's not yeah, just like I, Steve on... Yeah, on a, my my teacher, Raphaim Greenblatt, already uh, dealt that with that child in the river of Ephraim in a number of places and putting stuff on a computer disk even, whether that's called Siva. Um, right. you know, I, so, you know, I, I wonder if... Um, yeah, I don't think that would be an issue, but it's an interesting thing to clear as well. Uh, one of the things that I find interesting about Alexa is that Alexa, Siri, they're women. Did you ever think about that? Why is it that people believe that it's, it's, it's is it because it's, it's less um, aggressive if, if, if it's a woman? Like, it would be. I a- think so. I think most artificial voices, which we hear, you know, from, from time immemorial, since there have been artificial voices, you know, are, are women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think it was in a softer, gentler touch. Yeah, I'm not getting into Kolishi here, but the place can that say, no, I, I think there are Rishonim that actually say it's not about singing. There are Rishonim that say it's just the sound of a woman's voice. And, I, and I'm sure, you know, Alexa isn't exactly a sensual voice, but it's, you know, it's, it's not, a, it's not a robotic voice either, right? It's not a robotic voice. No, you, you're, you're, you're making classic here. My, my friend, um, I have a, people have a tremendous type for ways. <laughs> my friend, well, I'll tell you, my daughter, I, I think, I, I think ways, I, I once pressed the button, I think I had Christine Aguilera was doing my ways, and my daughter got in the car and she said, This is weird, Dad. And she made, she changed the ways to some to some yeah. guy. But the, the point is that um you know, there is, there are actually, my, my friend Rav Shol Berman, uh, in a very uh, old article that he wrote way back, I think, in, in the 70s, uh, when he dealt with Kolisha, did mention... I think he's the only person in the world who calls him Shol. Saul Berman, okay. Yes. Um, he uh, wrote an article where he was Mavar, the Shittas Harishonim, and he showed that many of the Shittas Harishonim held, not about singing, it's about talking, and and and, and some people, again... It was a very, very, very... very... Saul Berman is a fine fellow, don't get me wrong, but that article was Nishlumzah. But he did uncover the sources of what Kolisha were, whether he was whether he was right in his Maskanas or not. What I found fascinating was that for many Rishonim, Kolisha was just the voice of a woman. Now, of course, it should be a, a woman that you know and a woman you don't know. But again, I think this might also be a, a question here, not you know, about what voice you're going to have. So, you should, so let's write on that back to Allah. So, any Yitzhah, I just have to mention this on day. Any Yitzhah, Omash, any of Rose. The Allah by Kol Isha is, if you know what she looks like, it's also to hear her voice, according to Rabbi Yosef, which I think is correct. If you know what she looks like, it's also to listen to her voice, whether it is um, live or... 
What? Whether it's talking or singing, yes. Or whether it's live or recording. Yes. Not talking. No. He's talking just about singing. Over singing. Oh, no, he doesn't talk about it. doesn't ask him fucking. So it's just whether it's live or recorded, singing. If you don't know what she looks like, it's mutter whether she it's live or recorded. Because any eights are show machine of So therefore, if it's a disembodied artificial voice, even if you would think that it's sultry, uh, uh, it's not technically usher. If it's it's um, arouses a person, it's something else. But if uh, there's no isser because it's disembodied, there's no 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 image attached to it. If yeah. the ways produced the voice of somebody who actually, like you mentioned, some woman before, some actual woman who you knew and she said it in a sing song, even though it's artificial, maybe it would be awesome. But if it's just a disembodied and doesn't, doesn't uh, uh, connect to any person you have in mind, it would not- there was a film in 2013. Uh, that was really interesting about this topic. It was called Her. Uh, it was it was directed and written by Spike Jones, and it's about a fellow. I think it's played by Walking Phoenix, who actually uh, becomes fascinated uh, by by his assistant, his virtual assistant, uh, with a voice from uh, I believe someone who is quite a proud Jewess. Uh, Scarlett Johansson, who actually has BDS. She stood up to them. Uh, she has been a promoter of SodaStream and other things like that. She played the voice in this film. And the film really talked about how this fellow was sort of isolated from the world. And this voice, which was his computer assistant, was who we talked to, who we related to. And the AI technology that was built into it was able to actually respond and to to the way that it really became a lot more than just tell me the weather. Uh, so the point, though, is I, I think it is possible for people to develop, especially considering you know how prevalent these machines are, a weird type of connection uh, to them. Uh, it's one thing when you have to go to the computer and put in... It is a, it is a more of a fiction, obviously. So I don't, you know... Um, I, don't, so- I, I think we're pretty close to that. I don't know how far away we are from that, especially if, you know, look, the tech people know that the type of questions, like, look, I we ask Alexa all the time for a joke. Uh, and Alexa always tells us jokes, right? And Alexa probably <laughs> knows the type of jokes we like. I think that Alexa even knows the, to tell jokes about Bechoffer. I think so. I think my Alexa already has picked that up because <laughs> we talk about that. We, we talk about that today. In fact, my daughter today was telling me I, I, it was my daughter's birthday this week, so I, in honor of my daughter, I, I, I mentioned the Gemara Baba Basra to her about the Machlekes Rav Yud, and a person has a daughter. Is it a bracha if you can't find her a, a, a suitable husband? Rav Meir held, since uh, Avram had no real Eitzah, unlike Yitzchak, who would bring Rivka back to Yadus, a daughter would would go back into some world of Avedah Zara, and the Tsar of having a daughter in such a situation, even though uh, there might be nachas raising her in the beginning, whereas Rav Yehuda held that <laughs> you go baser hoiva, you go baser now. So even though it's true later, Avram would be bizarre, but right now he would get that nachas. So I mentioned to her to understand the machlekas from Yehuda and Rav Meir, you have to go through shas to try to see where exactly they're holding. I said, whenever you find people that argue, you have to go through all their sheetas. She says, oh, that's like you and Rabbi Bechafer, right? Yeah. 
So, I'm not sure if uh, who, what, what, if you're like Rav Yehuda or Rav Meir in this Shaila, but I do think that this is something. What? Please say it. All right, my friends. We shall catch you next week. Take care, everybody, and keep your Alexas on and tell them, Alexa, play me the next, play Rizcha Daraisa, latest episode. I think Alexas can also rewind. They might be also be able to say, Alexa, only play Kivalevich. Don't don't want to Daraisa. That would be an advance. That would be an advancement. And Alexa, for sure. Take care, everybody. Be well. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.